It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Uh, I'm going to say no one's better than me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, let's go. Blow All right, all right, all right. Welcome to Thursday, June 18th edition of Locked On Dolphins. I am your host, Kyle Krabs, and we are back in the saddle after an unplanned off day yesterday. I appreciate everybody's patience. Unexpectedly busy day. You still will get five episodes of Locked On Dolphins this week. That just means one of them is coming on Saturday. No harm, no foul. We're going to keep plugging along, and it actually, you know, quite honestly, ironically works out quite well that I, your host, Kyle Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, managing editor of USA Today's DolphinsWire.com, NFL Draft Analyst, TheDraftNetwork.com, missed yesterday's show because now we get to talk about Xavier Howard. This news broke yesterday afternoon, courtesy of Hal Habib of the Palm Beach Post. Uh, The news if you missed it, is that Miami Dolphins cornerback, Xavier Howard, who entered the season as the best player on the roster for the 2020 or 2019 Miami Dolphins, will not be suspended by the league, despite the fact that they had the jurisdiction to do so for a domestic violence incident at the end of December, an incident which broke approximately the same time that the Dolphins were celebrating their Week 17 victory over the New England Patriots in Foxborough to knock the Patriots out of uh, one of the top two seeds in the AFC. Uh, The news broke that Xavier Howard uh, was arrested, ultimately charged with domestic battery, Uh, his fiancée calling the police, insinuating that this had been an incident that was not just a one-time affair. Uh, So some troublesome off-the-field decision-making on Xavier Howard's part, th- those charges for domestic battery were dropped in February. Uh, and what I don't want to do in talking about Xavier's situation and, and him not being suspended is to gloss over the seriousness of the allegations that were levied against him. Ultimately, the charges being dropped does not dismiss if Xavier Howard was guilty of what he was accused of. I sincerely hope, more than seeing Xavier Howard back on a football field week one, I sincerely hope Xavier Howard has made the changes necessary in his personal life to not 
be in that position anymore and to have better judgment in heated moments. You know, we all get angry, but there's certain things that, that we just can't do or normalize or accept. And uh, I was not there that night. I don't know the details. You know, I will not judge Xavier Howard, but all I would say is that the significance of what was levied against him should not be glossed over in us celebrating the fact that Xavier Howard is going to be eligible to play football week one when the Dolphins play the Patriots. But because I am ignorant on the incident itself and the specifics, because I was not there, I do not have the police report, I do not have the inside information, I have not talked to the parties, I will acknowledge that that's a bad situation. I hope Xavier avoids these kinds of situations in the future for himself and for his family as much as anything else, right? But if we are going to talk about him now being eligible to play and how this impacts the Miami Dolphins, it's of course based on his talent on the field, a boost for Miami. Uh, knowing that you're going to have this dynamic duo of cornerbacks in X and Byron Jones from the jump, especially considering their first two games of the season, are divisional contests against the Patriots and the Bills. The Bills receiving group will be a much stiffer test than that of the New England Patriots. New England Patriots, new starting quarterback. Two new starting tight ends in the offense. Julian Edelman is still there, but the rest of this receiver group doesn't really move the needle all that much. Nikhil Harry needs to prove himself. Muhammad Sanu's getting a little long in the tooth. Edelman's primarily a winner from the inside. So the Dolphins have a very advantageous matchup on their hands that we know is going to materialize because Xavier Howard, health willing, and health willing for all the players in the Dolphins' secondary, we should be good to go on this front. And it gives the Dolphins a great opportunity to see how they measure up against the New England Patriots in Foxborough in the first game after the Tom Brady era. How fitting would it be that the Dolphins ended the Tom Brady era with a loss in the regular season to Miami. The Dolphins' former starting quarterback ends the Tom Brady era in New England with a loss in the playoffs to Ryan Tannehill. And then we open the new era with another loss to Miami. How great would that be? I don't know about you guys, but you could sign me up for that right now. Put Miami down as the team that's going to torment the Patriots after all of the dominance the Patriots have had. Having Xavier Howard will be a boost on that front. It will be a boost against the Buffalo Bills, who have John Brown and Stephon Diggs and Cole Beasley and Dawson Knox as their primary pass catchers. And Stephon Diggs obviously being a big addition. But he is a new piece, so there may be some chemistry issues with quarterback Josh Allen. And having Xavier Howard there along with Noah Igbo, don't ask me to say his last name because you guys give me a hard time about the Northeastern pronunciation of things. Igbo and Byron Jones... Miami should be able to go up across the board and at least athletically be in a position to have success. If the league would have taken the jurisdiction, which they had the opportunity to do, and based on some of the precedent that's been set in years past, would have been hard to blame the NFL for taking this seriously and providing Xavier Howard with a, a, some kind of a suspension or disciplinary measure. 
They ultimately elected not to. I'm not sure what that says about the details of the incident or not. But had they taken those measures, suddenly you could see opposing offenses moving pieces around trying to get mismatches and favorable one-on-ones. They won't have the opportunity to do that now. Which leads me to my first question. Who are the teams that are going to test the Dolphins the most in the passing game this year? Looked over the schedule. The Buffalo Bills, if I were going to do a top three, Buffalo Bills would be the honorable mention team. They're a team that has a quarterback that has owned Miami traditionally. They have really good pass catchers. They added Stephon Diggs. But at the same time, this is very different personnel. And Josh Allen, I'm sorry he does not have the success against the rest of the league versus what he has had against competent defenses. So, with that being said, hopefully Miami's got a competent defense so we can bring Josh Allen back down to earth a little bit. Number one on this board is the Kansas City Chiefs. Of course, Patrick Mahomes, right? Very dynamic passer. Anytime he's on the field, you can't fully contain him. You can only hope to somewhat contain him and hope to force a key mistake in a key moment that can potentially swing the tide your way. And then, of course, you have to do your part on the offensive side of the football when you have the football. All the speed, the team speed, Mecole Harmon, Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, Travis Kelsey at tight end mismatches everywhere. Now, here's the good thing. Here's the silver lining. The Dolphins secondary in the nick, in the nickel defense, which is going to be their base defense, is about as potent of a group of athletes as you could possibly have. Daniel Jeremiah and NFL Network, they had their research department, put together the fastest personnel groups in 11 personnel, which is one tight end and one running back on the field, three wide receivers. The fastest teams in the league ran 4-4-4 and 4-4-5. Chiefs were a 4-4-5 team. On 11 personnel. So were the Denver Broncos, a 4-4-5 team. Miami Dolphins, 4-4-4-4-4-5. Is the average speed of their nickel personnel on defense. So they can match these guys stride for stride. Most of them. Ain't nobody going to run with Tyreek Hill. But you're going to have to play safety rolled over the top of Tyreek Hill no matter what. That, obviously, Mahomes thrown for 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns his first year as a starter. Missed a couple games, still thrown for 4,000 yards, still being a guy who uh, takes his team to the Super Bowl, wins Super Bowl MVP. Like, yeah, that's the, t- that's the cream de la creme. Who else is on this list? I will tell you, but not before I tell you where you need to go for any help you need with maintenance on your vehicle. RockAuto.com is a family business who's been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. You can go to RockAuto.com and shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your front door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices that you prefer. And best of all, the prices at rockauto.com are reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers alike. Why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck 
write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so that they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all of the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Looking over the Dolphins' schedule, the next team that jumps out to me is a big test for the Miami Dolphins' secondary. Might not necessarily be a name that you expect. They've got an elite quarterback, but they're high-flying passing off. I mean, they're, they're not Kansas City. There's not that inevitability there. The Seattle Seahawks. This is a game that's going to take place in Seattle. Miami's going to have to travel all the way across the country as far as far can possibly get. By the time, here's a fun little fact for you. You know the air miles from Miami to Seattle? Just thought this up. I'm going to have my producer pull this up. Miami to Seattle. This is a distance of 3,200 and 99.9 miles driving. It's a 49-hour drive. The Dolphins, for that trip from South Florida to Seattle and back, is equivalent to the amount of travel the Baltimore Ravens are required to take in the entirety of their 16-game schedule this year. Think about that. The Dolphins have one road trip that equals an entire team's entire travel schedule. It's incredible. Why is Seattle such a big test for the Dolphins' passing defense? Russell Wilson. Anytime you look at the schedule, and you see Russell Wilson's on the schedule for teams you have to play this year, you would assume that's going to be the most elite quarterback you're going to have to deal with. Nope, not Miami. You got my Mahomes, Russell Wilson, second best quarterback on the schedule. And he's got some pass catchers that I think bring a nice blend. And DK Metcalf, the ultimate height, weight, speed, built in a laboratory, vertical offense, passing threat. Tyler Lockett, dude's got jetpack strapped on his back. He's super fast, he's super quick. That quickness is a big difference between him and D.K. Metcalf. And this team brought in Greg Olson, a savvy veteran tight end. Never mind that he may or may not stay healthy for an entire season. That's neither here nor there. We're under the assumption that he's going to be available for the Miami game. Those three guys, with a quarterback in Russell Wilson, who has seen it all, done it all, and is arguably the most accomplished quarterback through his eight, first eight seasons in the NFL. He has as many wins in his first eight seasons, I believe it's 86, as a starting quarterback as any quarterback in NFL history in their first eight seasons of league play. He's tied with Tom Brady. Now, it's forget the fact that Tom missed a year, he sat his rookie season, and then he played like one game 
against the Chiefs in 2008, right? Like, that's it's beside the point. It's beside the point how Tom got to 86. The fact is he has 86, damn it, and he's tied with Russell Wilson. Incredible fourth-quarter comeback genetics and, and makeup and mental makeup and composure and poise and off-script. He's tremendous, Russell Wilson. So you've got a blend of receivers that can throw different pitches at each one of your corners on any given play. At least the Bills, all their guys are fast. The guys are all speedy. At least the Chiefs, they're predicated on speed. The, the Seahawks have speed. And they got this dude, TK Metcalf, who is 6'4", 230 pounds. He's a monster. That component, he almost put up 1,000 yards last year. And he's only going to get better. He's only going to get better. That's a big test for the Dolphins to try and stand up and find consistency because if you blink against an elite quarterback like Russ, he's going to kill you. Good news is the offensive line for Seattle will give the, the Dolphins pass rush the opportunity to collapse and push the pocket around him. Offensive line is not a great strength. And from a coaching perspective, this team does seem to stay a little too predicated on establishing the run. So they will get away from what is working from time to time. The Dolphins will have those things to their advantage. But that's a tough travel. It's tough personnel. And it's an elite quarterback. That is a big test. And it's early in the season. It's the first half of the season. So Byron Jones, Avian Howard, Noah Igbo, Bobby and Kane, Eric Rowe. These guys have to be on top of their game quick. Really quick. The third and final team that jumped out to me, before we do transition, we need to talk about Tua a little bit. Naturally. The third and final team that jumps out to me is the Arizona Cardinals. Got Larry Fitzgerald. Guy's a little long in the tooth. He's a, a wily old vet, big slot now. Christian Kirk is their speed guy. And they got this dude, DeAndre Hopkins, from the Texans for pennies on the dollar. As if the Texans aren't a big enough pain in our asses, right? So Nuke, if you haven't seen it, go on YouTube, put in NFL Game Pass, Deshaun Watson. Watson talks for 20 minutes about some of his favorite concepts in red zone passing, and he talked a lot about DeAndre Hopkins, because Hopkins, you know, one of Watson's favorite plays primarily has Hopkins working in the slot and working option routes. And working off of leverage of defenders. And that way, when you run an option route with a receiver who is as good as DeAndre Hopkins, he's always going to be open. That's the challenge. For Miami, you're going to have to put a guy in his face. And then you're going to have to make Kyler Murray a very dynamic athlete and natural throw of the football. Feel uncomfortable in the pocket. You're going to have to make him feel small within the pocket. It's why it's important that the Dolphins went out and got big long-armed, big-body guys who can push the pocket. That's another team that's not super athletic or, or super stout on the offensive line. So if you can push them around and you can push them back into Kyler's lap, that's the test. And it's going to have to not just take the secondary, it's going to take the pass rush as well to do their job. But the Dolphins are going to be a litmus test for the prospect of coverage over Pass rush, because that is what the Dolphins very clearly 
chose to invest their premium assets into. They used a first-round pick, not on a pass rusher, on a corner. They gave a record-setting contract this offseason, not to a pass rusher, to a corner. Xavier Howard coming back. Never mind the knee injury. We know he will be presumably healthy, but we've also, again, as we talked about at the beginning of the show, just found out he will not face discipline from the NFL for his off-the-field incident in December. Those are the big case studies for me for the Dolphins this year in the passing game. Look at some of the other promising groups. Uh, the, the Raiders are one that stands out. Uh, the, the quarterback is so conservative there in Derek Carr. I think you can force him into playing into your hand a little bit, despite the fact that they've got speedy guy in Henry Ruggs and uh, John Gruden and Darren Waller tight end there. If you tackle, force the Raiders to throw short and come up and tackle, they can play into your hand a little bit. That's why they didn't make the list for me. We all know Adam Gase's offense is going to be up here at the top of the list. Get to play them twice back-to-back weeks with a bye week sandwiched in between. Got the home game first, which is nice. Dolphins can rest up before the travel. Before we go any further, I do have a very important message from all of us here at the Locked On Network. The Locked On Podcast Network stands against racism and social injustice, and that is why we, the hosts of the Locked On Network, are making personal donations to local and national organizations that are fighting for change. And in the month of June, Locked On is matching the total of all host donations up to an additional $10,000. To make your own donation along with us, please visit LockedOnPodcasts.com slash Black Lives Matter. would also like to speak to you all about our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And I swear to you, it is the greatest protein bar on the face of the planet. I may or may not, I made this confession on my Draft Dudes podcast with Joe Marino of the Draft Network, and uh, we're, we're super built Bar homers. I made the confession, I may or may not have a deliverables box by the end of this week due at my house with six boxes of 18. Different flavors, too. Doesn't matter what kind of flavor you're looking for, the variety that they have is astounding. It's delicious. BuiltBar.com. As a listener, if you're looking for meal replacement, post-workout, a snack throughout the day, you can get a Built Bar for 110 to 150 calories a piece. As much protein as your standard protein bar, about one-seventh the grams of carbs and sugar of your typical protein bar. And they, as I said, eat like candy bars. They are delicious. So find out what all the fuss is about. As a listener of the show, you can use promo code LOCKEDON to save yourself $10 off your first box. Right now, they do have a special as well. Up to 50% off of all inventory. They're phasing in some new flavors. They need to get rid of the inventory that they have. Up to 50% off. Definitely worth your time. So go find out what all the fuss is about for yourself at BuiltBar.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's Tua time. Got a little bit of time to talk about Tua Tungavailoa here on Locked On Dolphins. Uh, Catching up, some news throughout the course of this week. Uh, We had Shannon Sharp and Colin Cowherd both pounding the table for Tua this week. Which is really weird, right? I mean, that was an observation I made for Locked On Dolphins. It's going to take some adjusting. Because the Dolphins have routinely been like the butt of the joke. They've been a team that people get their laughs at the expense of. Uh, because the, the past 15 years have been bad. Let's be completely honest. It's been an ugly stretch for the Miami Dolphins. It's been probably the darkest stretch in team history. But this is not the 2007 Miami Dolphins that we're dealing with. There is strategy. There's purpose. I know a fellow Dolphins podcaster, Big O, uh, is very dialed in on this is not the same old Dolphins. And we need to put the Dolphins' track record as of late to bed because this is a whole different ballgame. And he's right, guys. He's right. The strategy, the salary cap strategy, the NFL draft strategy, the identity of the team, the head coach, and now a quarterback. That you have guys like Colin Cowherd and Shannon Sharp on these nationally syndicated sports talk shows that are pounding the table for a Miami Dolphins quarterback. Chris Sims came out said he thought, Jared Stidham was more talented than Tua. Shannon Sharp spoke on this like he took personal offense to it. It's kind of cool. Now, Colin Cowherd made the argument that Tua, after his injury, is actually better off than what Joe Burrow is. And he's better off than what he would have been had he gone number one to Cincinnati instead of going number five to Miami. The arguments made by Cowherd include... COVID-19 pandemic has brought Tua, bought Tua time to fully recover and make a better first impression with those in the building. He's not missing practice. He's not missing mini camps. It's bought him additional time to work on his rehabilitation. Like several months worth of extra time to just focus on rehab. Historically speaking, the Dolphins are a better organization than the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals fans will not like that, and they will point to the past 10 years and the success that they had under Marvin Lewis. Still don't believe they want a playoff game, though. Just saying. Ownership is a big variable here. It seems like the light bulb has come on for Stephen Ross. The Dolphins have a better coach in Brian Flores versus Zach Taylor. The AFC landscape long-term will be more forgiving than that of the AFC North with the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Baltimore Ravens and a talented Browns team. And the Dolphins have a better mentor in Ryan Fitzpatrick, who is older and more experienced at the NFL game than the Bengals' head coach. And the Bengals' other quarterbacks on the roster is highlighted by Ryan Finley. Colin's not wrong, and we've talked about a lot of these things, but to hear somebody on the national media level, pound the table on that front for Miami and support a Dolphins player or the Dolphins organization is weird because we don't have that backing. 
We have not had that backing for a very long time. And the other bit of interesting news is that Tua, as reported by the Sun Sentinel, Omar Kelly, is now working out at the Dolphins facility. That is a change that happened over the weekend. Tua moved to South Florida, and he's been working out this week in the Dolphins facility with his rehab. He has the opportunity to do that because he had the pre-existing hip injury. And his previous workouts were being done in Birmingham, Alabama, with physical therapist Kevin Wilk, who has worked with a slew of best of the best, a who's who of sports stars. Those workouts were being done with communication and collaboration with Dolphins head athletic trainer Kyle Johnston, which was reported by the Sun Sentinel's Safadeen earlier this past week as well. But two is now in the building. That's huge. Because as the team decides how hard they want to push, how hard they're comfortable pushing to give Chua a chance to get a crack at the starting job, which a lot of fans want, and I understand why, the foundation that he's going to lay now on that front, working with the training staff to show how physically fit he is, how good his medicals look, how clean his scans are, Doing all of that now is going to give the Dolphins clarity for when it's go time come the end of July. And if they feel comfortable, if they feel there's no risk, they might let him off the leash. Say, hey, you want to, you want to start for the Dolphins? Pat him on the butt, send him in, and say, go get it. Go win the job. Go beat out Ryan Fitzpatrick. Do I fully endorse that idea? I mean, it's still early, too early to tell, but my first inclination is to play it safe. I know that's boring, and there's plenty of time for him to change my mind and for the Dolphins' offensive line and personnel to change my mind, right? If they all of a sudden come out like gangbusters and it's a tidal wave and they're just ramming the ball down people's throats up front in the preseason or in training camp, okay. If he's healthy, let him win the job. But my first inclination is still, and I've been pounding this table for a little while, I won't be mad if I'm wrong. I just hope that the Dolphins are, are in a position to best protect him from the unnecessary wear and tear and, and growing pains for the rest of the offensive unit. That's all. But that first step is being taken this week because Tua is working out in Davie. So good news for us there. As I said, unscheduled day off yesterday. We're going to make up for it on Saturday. So you've got two more shows to look forward to this week. So keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. I hope to see you guys again tomorrow. Thanks, as always, for listening, and enjoy the rest of your day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked on NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. 
Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.